Amen. Well, it's great to be in the house of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to the book of Leviticus, chapter 6. Really want to encourage everybody in the house tonight to come out on Tuesday night and support the children's ministry. I was a part of that presentation for many, many years, and it's really a blessing when the generation that's gone before us comes out to support us. Amen. So I want to encourage the young adults as well. We don't have overdrive tomorrow, but you can make your way out. There won't be a candy bag for you. Sorry if you're over 18, but you don't need it anyways. Leviticus 6, verses 12 and 13. The fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. It shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning and lay the burnt offering in order on it. And he shall burn on it the fat of the peace offerings. A fire shall always be burning on the altar. It shall never go out. If you want to keep a fire burning, you have to feed the fire. It's going to be a real simple message tonight. But I pray that we leave this place and we we understand that we have a responsibility. Not just a corporate responsibility, but we have an individual responsibility. Not a responsibility just as a couple or as a group of friends. We have a responsibility, an individual responsibility. You see, a fire will dwindle if we don't feed it. A fire will eventually burn out if we don't feed it. If you've ever sat around a campfire or lit a fire in your home, you know this to be true. If we don't feed the fire, it'll dwindle. If we don't feed the fire, it will eventually burn out. The voice reads, the fire on the altar must burn continually. I love these words. It must not be allowed to go out. The priests are to feed wood to the fire every morning. Arrange the burnt offering on the fire and offer up the fat portions of the peace offerings. The fire on the altar must burn continually. It must not be allowed to go out. Now, if you're here tonight and you thought the book of Leviticus wasn't applicable to your life, it is. And so next year when you follow along in the Bible reading guide, don't take a break. Don't skip over Leviticus read through Leviticus. I had someone actually confess to me that that's what they do. I thought, dear Lord. (laughs) The Bible tells us that we are New Testament priests. You say, how does this apply to me? The Bible tells us that we are New Testament priests. Listen to 1 Peter 2.5. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 2.9, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. We're this holy priesthood. We have a responsibility, an individual responsibility to feed the fire. 
Revelation 1, verses 4 to 6, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come. And from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler over the kings of the earth. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins, thank you Jesus, in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. To him who has made us kings and priests. I don't know how you view yourself tonight, but can you just take in the text? Kings and priests unto God. Now the priests had to keep the fire burning continually. And just as it is in the natural, so it is in the spiritual which directly affects the natural. If we want to keep the fire burning, we have to feed the fire. We have to continue to feed the fire. I want to ask tonight, what kind of fire do you want burning? What kind of fire do you want burning? See, if we're going to keep the fire burning, it's going to take diligence. It's going to take effort. It's going to take work. It takes time. It takes attention. It takes commitment. It takes desire. It takes drive, determination, and resolve. The reality is it takes devotion. It takes devotion. If we're going to keep the fire burning, we have to feed the fire. It's going to take devotion. We have to push off distraction. We have to cast off lethargy. We have to guard our desire. We have to manage our time. We have to manage our time. Don't let time slip away. And soon the fire is neglected and the fire is dwindling. How many fires have been ignited only to have gone out? Remember, they followed him no longer. And here is a lesson. When there are things we don't understand, you can read that. Jesus' disciples, some of them walk with him no longer. The lesson is when there are things we don't understand, there the enemy comes to seed and feed complaint and offense. And we be wise to keep feeding the fire and not walk away. In this journey, as we're feeding the fire, we must guard ourselves against what the enemy would like to do with us. How he would like to pull us away. How he would like to kill our devotion. Romans 12, 11 in the message, don't burn out. Keep yourselves fueled and aflame. The RSV, never flag in zeal, be aglow with the Spirit, serve the Lord. J.B. Phillips, New Testament, let us not allow slackness to what? Spoil our work. And let us keep the fires of the Spirit burning as we do our work for God. And the CEB, don't hesitate to be enthusiastic. Somebody can receive that word tonight. Come on. Don't hesitate to be enthusiastic. Be on fire in the Spirit as you serve the Lord. The Lord is looking for an enthusiastic people. Not lagging in zeal. Zeal for your house is 
Consume me. Zeal for your presence, Lord. Zeal for relationship with you has consumed me and consumed my life. There is a great fight to have us forsake the fire. And there is a fight to have us light an alternative fire. The enemy comes with distraction. We know full well that the enemy comes with discouragement. The enemy comes with dishonesties. The enemy comes with deceptions. The enemy comes to turn our zeal, to steal our zeal, and to capture our zeal. Leviticus 6.13, the LEB, a perpetual fire must be kept burning on the altar. It must not be quenched. If we could receive this simple word tonight, it would change life. It would change a church. It would change a home. It would change relationships. It would change your own personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It would change everything. When the Bible says a perpetual fire must be kept burning on the altar, let's not replace the word. It must not be quenched. The ISV, the fire is to continue to burn on the altar and is never to be extinguished. We have to stay focused. We have to stay committed. We have to guard the fire on the altar. John 10.10, we know it well. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, and then they may have it more abundantly. Each of us are responsible. Each one of us is responsible to keep the fire burning. Each of us are responsible to make sure that the fire doesn't go out. This individual responsibility to feed the fire, to keep it lit. Concerning our lives, what type of fire do we desire to have burning in our lives? How do we feed the fire? Well, our main text, the New King James Version, the fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. It shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning. The voice, the fire on the altar must burn continually. It must not be allowed to go out. The priests are to feed wood to the fire every morning. You see, it reads like this. It reads like they couldn't let a day go by without feeding the fire. And so I know we've heard it before, but it's not enough to come on church, to come to church on Sunday and feed the fire and walk out and neglect it all week. You think about a fire, if you lit a fire in your backyard, you lit a fire and you wanted to keep it burning, I mean, any one of us would understand that the reality is if we lit the fire and walked away and came back six days later, it would not be burning. And so that's why some stroll into church, <laughs> we got to start all over again. We come into his presence, we have to start all over again. We come into our time of devotion, we have to start all over again. But what a difference when we've been feeding the fire all week. 
and my health is sacrificed. My health, the Lord is blessed. Feed the fire. They were to burn wood on it every morning and to feed wood to the fire every morning. See, they knew that if you want to keep a fire burning, you have to feed the fire. It's simple. Our resolve to feed the fire tells us how much it really means to us. Our determination to feed the fire tells us how much it really means to us. Our devotion to feed the fire tells us how much it really means to us. So we can play lip service and we can tell people it means a lot. But if we're not feeding the fire, the proof is in the fire. The proof is in the... It's so a simple word, but the Lord is calling us as New Testament priests to feed the fire. To function in our role as New Testament priests. How do we feed the fire? Daily surrender. How do we feed the fire? This is no new news. Daily prayer. How about daily speaking in tongues? Daily time spent with the Lord. Daily time in the Word. Daily worship. Not letting days slip by, weeks slip by. You know how it is. The enemy comes to busy our life, but the truth is we all have time for what we want to have time for. That's the reality. How do we feed the fire? We live a fasted life. We fast, and we fast from the things of this world, the cuisine and the fare. As the psalmist said, don't let my heart be drawn to what is evil. Don't let me eat their delicacies. How about like Daniel, we purpose in our heart that we would not defile ourselves. We live this fasted life. How do we feed the fire? Church attendance. How do we feed the fire? Church participation. You know, you can come to church and not feed the fire. We can come to church. We can even sing some songs, not feed the fire. We can come to church, grab a coffee, go to the prayer room and not even feed the fire. We have to be intentional. We have to feed the fire. We have to get to work and feed the fire. How do we feed the fire? By curating our playlists. You say, are you serious? Absolutely. Absolutely. When's the last time some secular tune fed the fire? You know what I'm talking about. Wrap your life, wrap your life up in worship. It'll change things. How do we feed the fire? By curating our entertainments, by curating our recreations, believe it or not, by curating our associations, and by curating our influences. How do we feed the fire? By moving and working in the natural. 
Well, I thought this was just some spiritual thing. Moving and working in the natural. Moving and working in the natural. Moving and working in the natural. Worship expressions, that's why these are important. Nine expressions of worship. That's why this is important, because we're feeding the fire. We're moving and working in the natural. And when we move in the natural, God comes, doesn't he? The Lord responds. This is why he lays these things out in the Word. The voice, the fire on the altar must burn continually. It must not be allowed to go out. The priests are to feed wood to the fire every morning. We have to physically feed the fire. We have to labor and we have to exert effort. We have to harvest the wood. We have to carry the wood. We have to place the wood. We have to feed the fire of sacrifice and the fire of offering. We have to continue to feed it. Again, what kind of fire do we want burning? Now, some days the morning isn't enough, true. I'd say most days the morning isn't enough concerning our lives. We don't just feed the fire in the morning. But in the morning we feed the fire, and throughout the day we feed the fire, and in the evening we feed the fire, and before we doze off for the night we feed the fire. I remember a time in my life I worked construction, and I'd slip away at noon at night, go into my vehicle, and I wouldn't eat with everybody else. And it's not because I was antisocial. I wanted to feed the fire. It was a time in my life where I had those moments. I had that time. So I ate my car, and I fed the fire. Fed the fire. Because we need to take care of our fire, true? We need to take care of it. We need to feed the fire. We need to continue to feed, to feed the fire. I remember a time in my life where the Lord said, no more secular music. For a musician, that's tough. I mean, you try and go learn guitar riffs or anything, what do they teach you? Anybody who's taken lessons knows what they teach you. And then you say, hey, can you teach me this Christian song? They're like, what are you talking about? They don't even know it, right? So you've got to teach yourself. You've got to learn. But listen, if you're faithful and if you honor the Lord, he will honor you. And I'd just like to say that tonight. You know, I've had other musicians say to me, how do you get inspiration if you don't listen to secular music? I'm like, come on. The creator of all things. You see, how the enemy would come, the enemy would come to try and sway our devotion. Now, I'm not putting that on anybody here tonight. You do you, all right? And live according to your convictions of what the Lord has said to you. I know what the Lord said to me, and so I need to be obedient. That's the bottom line. And so this is not against anybody tonight. I don't want to be clear on that. I just know what the Lord said to me. Psalm 63, 1, O God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. My, how the flesh wants to feed other fires and how distracted it can get. Psalm 63, 6, when I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. Verse 7, therefore in the shadow of your wings I will rejoice. And so we're feeding the fire early in the morning because we know we need it. We feed the fire throughout the day. We feed the fire in the watches of the night. We feed the fire before we go to bed. And what happens? When we wake up in the morning, the fire's been burning all night. And then we continue this. We continue this. We don't take a break. You don't take a holiday from feeding the fire. 
Even when we go on holidays, things might look different, but we don't take a break from Jesus. You don't leave Jesus in Canada, do you? Jesus is already where we're headed, and he travels with us. How many are thankful for that? The schedule might look a little different, but we need to continue to feed the fire. Now, can other people feed our fire? The answer is yes. When we come to church, brothers and sisters encourage, exhort, and pray for us. We know that's true. They feed the fire. When we come to church, the word is preached and wood is being fed to the fire. Our spouse, our parents, our children, our siblings, our friends, they can feed the fire. But the reality is we have to do our part. Our fire is primarily our responsibility. Now, as parents, we need to feed the fire for our children, don't we? We know that that's true. Because we understand what the enemy would love to do in the early ages. We understand what the enemy would love to do in the tweens. Is that even a thing anymore? What the enemy would love to do in the teenage years, what the enemy would love to do entering, entering into adulthood, and so we need to be wise. But every person here, we are primarily responsible for our own fire. What kind of fire are we after? What kind of fire do we desire to have burning? If you want to keep a fire going, you have to feed the fire. If you want to keep a fire roaring, you have to feed the fire. If you want to keep a fire rolling, you have to feed the fire. If you want to keep a fire soaring to the heavens, you have to feed the fire. You ever sat around a campfire and been like, this is really disappointing. Go get some more wood. Like, it's not that bad. Really? Feed the fire. Feed the fire. I trust this will encourage us tonight. First and foremost, we understand that our fire is for the Lord. This fire is for the Lord. We're feeding this fire for the Lord, first and foremost. And as we function as faithful priests, the Lord uses our fire to help others, to draw others, to warm others, and to light others. The fire is a means of evangelism. The fire is a means of rescue. The fire is a signal. The fire is a beacon. The fire is a presentation. The fire is a revealing. And as we take care of the fire and feed the fire, the vertical offering affects the horizontal plane of life. You know it's true. It's absolutely true. You want some super on your natural? I've just been praying that lately for so many people in this church. And it sounds silly, but not to the Lord, all right? We need that. And so what are we going to do to get there? We feed the fire. We feed the fire. I remember one particular job I had collecting wood and feeding it into a fire. Day after day, that's what I did. It's a lot of alone time with the Lord. So you go get more wood. First, you'd obviously have to light the fire in the morning, okay? You're not going to let it burn after you've left the job site. You're going to finish that. But 
concerning this tonight, had to go collect this wood, and the more I collected and fed into the fire, the more the fire roared and rolled and soared into the heavens. It was work collecting. It was work keeping it going. The truth is we take no rest from this call as priests and the commission to keep the fire burning always. We need to be serious about this. We can't let a day go by. We can't let an afternoon slip by. You say, I don't have much time during the day. We all have seconds. We all have minutes. We know that that's true. Even if, well, maybe this is only for the younger generation, we cut out you know, one time of checking our feed during the day and instead just fed the fire. But see, we feed the fire we want to feed. That's the reality. We all have time for what we want to have time for. We all have zeal for what we want to be zealous for. If you want to go to the next level, feed the fire. I'd even say for some here tonight, and it's good counsel for all of us, we need to be careful even of the books we read, and people do still read books. What are you feeding into the fire? You need to be careful. Let's have the worship team return tonight, Leviticus 6, 12, and 13. The fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. It shall not be put out, and the priest shall burn wood on it every morning. And lay the burnt offering in order on it, and he shall burn on it the fat of the peace offerings. And just take this in tonight. Lord, help us not to forget these words. A fire shall always be burning on the altar. It shall never go out. Peace offerings. Peace offering. Sacrifice for alliance or friendship. Voluntary sacrifice of thanks. And I love this. We feed the fire for alliance and friendship with the Lord. And it is absolutely voluntary. My, how we are blessed and warmed by the heat. How we are blessed by the light and so on of the very fire we are feeding. Isn't that true? You want heat from a fire? What do you got to do? Feed the fire. If it ain't so hot right now, what do we have to do? Feed the fire. If it's dwindling right now, what do we need to do? Take on a new commitment and devotion to feed the fire. We want to take it to the next level. We want it not just to be flickering. We want to take it to the point of roaring. What do we need to do? Feed the fire. Don't be satisfied with anything less than a roaring and soaring fire. The enemy would love to keep the fire burning low. The enemy would love for us to only feed the fire once a week. He knows how it affects us. The enemy would love for us to only spend just moments, even seconds, feeding the fire each day. He'd love for us to get distracted and walk away and turn to feeding other fires. I 
And so would we tonight commit to take on a new spirit of devotion concerning this. Remain close and intimate with the Lord. We know the truth tonight that any friendship has to be fed. Any relationship has to be fed. It's no different with the Lord. I wonder, you know, it must just break his heart when we only talk to him once a week, when we only sing to him once a week, when we only commune with him once a week, when we only rest in his presence really once a week. And I know the Lord is always with us, but you know what I'm talking about. When we spend all this time on other things and listen, there's duties of life, but there's a lot of distractions in life. There's a lot of things we could do without. There's a lot of things we could even practically commit to right now, tonight. It really wouldn't mess with our schedule too much. You know that sitcom? You don't need it. Fold into the presence of the Lord. Get some good Christian movies. There, there is such a thing. Just spend time just drinking in his presence. Put on a worship song. Next time you have people over, when you're sitting there by yourself, put on worship music. When you have a few moments, you know, I don't have it right now. I got it in my other jacket, but a little pocket Bible. It was my grandmother's, and, you know, just slip it out and just read real quick. It doesn't take that long, actually, to read a psalm. And then you start to meditate on that and just feed the fire. Begin to feed the fire. And you go about the other duties of life. I know life can be busy. We all know that. But we can't neglect the most important thing. And we cannot neglect the most important relationship. He's definitely not neglecting the relationship. He's so ready. He's so ready, isn't he? Lord, help us. I want to ask tonight, are we functioning as the priests that we are? How's the condition of our fire? Is it going? Is it roaring? Is it rolling? Is it soaring to the heavens? I feel like the Lord is saying to us tonight, I'll meet you at the altar. I'll meet you at the altar where the fire is. I'll meet you there where you're feeding wood into the fire. I swear I'm going to meet you. Show me some devotion. Show me this determination, show me this commitment, show me this focus. Just this resting and feeding the fire. I just get this picture. You know, you feed the fire and it's all good and you go away and you're just distracted and you're like, i got to get back there, you know. You just try to pick up whatever you can along the way. How many know that this doesn't work too well? get back and sometimes it's too late and now we got to start all over again, Lord. Back to the start. Listen, life will dramatically change for all of us if we will take on a new spirit of devotion to feed the fire. If we will make some of these even practical decisions that absolutely affect the spiritual. Very, very simple things. Any one of us here tonight could think of something. Just let the Spirit speak to you. Maybe something's coming into your mind or into your heart right now. It could be that show. 
It could be that outing during the week. It could be that group of people you get together with. You know it's not feeding the fire. It's feeding the wrong fire. See, these are very practical things that we can just cut out of our life and replace with time with the Lord. Time with the Lord. Time with the Lord. Let's just stand tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Simple set of instructions, but it's what the enemy fights. This commitment to keep the fire, to keep the fire lit, burning hot. Thank you, Lord. Just tonight is the team leads this song. We've already sung it. Would you just take on a new spirit of devotion right now and feed the fire? Just this simple song. How beautiful it is. Everything else can wait. And I believe that is actually a prophetic word. That's a word for us to take into our lives. There are times when everything else can wait. Isn't that true? We say, well, I can't. Yeah, everything else can wait right now. I actually need to spend time with the Lord. Listen, you come into church, everything else can wait. The phone can wait. Listen, we did without it for so long, didn't we? Remember growing up, I don't know how old I was, but my dad finally got a car phone, and it was one of those, I've shared this before, but it was mounted in your car, you know what I'm talking about? On this gooseneck, and he pulled it out, and it had this big cord, and I remember all these kids coming out after church, and they're like, that's so cool, your dad got a phone in his car. We didn't even have cell phones, and now we're just like addicted to them. We're worshiping, and if it beeps or vibrates, we've got to pull it out and check. Listen, everything else can wait. Just shut the phone off. It's not that important. It's not that important. Not during church. Now, I know people use it for the Bible and to take notes. And you know the Lord sees what we're doing with it. So that's not the point tonight. But bringing a paper Bible to church might change your life too. Just saying. Thank you, Lord. We're just going to lift this up. They're going to sing this song from front to back. However you need to respond tonight, you can come to the front. You can respond right where you're at. Lift your hands, sing. Kneel, bow before the Lord. Maybe it's been a long time since you knelt before the Lord. A long time since you knelt before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It's been all about friendship, but we need to remember that He's still King and He's still Lord. And so maybe that's the response tonight. Whatever it is, the team's going to lead. And then we'll close in prayer. Thank you, Lord.